When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences from women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. All set and makeup. I see. Come on, glamour girl. I mean, get, break it down for us. I mean, I was going to start off saying, you know, how you doing during this pandemic, but I see you're doing just fine. You keep pushing. Yeah, I'm hustling, man. I'm all set, trying to get another project out very soon. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm a little late. I feel like I should have dropped one like two, three months ago. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm behind scheduling. Nah, I feel like you right on time, sis. Right on time. I'm trying to trying to come back on top. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. We, we talking to we talking to Queen of the West. Where will you go? <laughs> Listen, let's just get right to it. Now I know you said that you you know on set right now. You looking like you about to drop you know a video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, I mean, but just everything that's happened with you know, COVID-19 and this whole pandemic, just, you know, I like to start off with a mental check-in. So I'm checking in with my girl mentally just to see how how you been doing this whole ordeal. I ain't gonna lie, I've been having the time of my fucking life. Like, COVID has not affected me in no way, shape, or form. Besides, like, touring, I wanted to tour, but other than that, I don't have no complaints. I'm blessed and highly favored. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, yeah, because prior to it, because um, you just dropped Got It Made, which I was just playing, and that oh, was February 21st, and I know you had a, a, a tour lined up. Yeah, I was supposed to be on tour from April to, like, June, but things didn't go as planned because COVID, so it was just like, ah, it's over with. It's over yeah. with. Like, now I'm, I'm trying to get back in the groove of, you know, I feel like everything is, like, digital now. That's the weird part. You got to do everything online. So it's like, I like to interact with people and have real human experiences. It's like I can't have it. Um, I don't like the digital shit. You don't. Huh? You don't? Nah, it's weird to me. Like, I feel like I can't get a real feel of a person from Instagram or something. Because you could be whoever you want to be digitally. But when we in the audience and in that crowd, I can feel who you are. You know? Mm-hmm. It's the energy you, you're pushing out. I'm going to feel that. Mm-hmm. But that's spoken like a true artist. You, you are all about the real artistry. I feel like mm-hmm. nowadays people love this digital era because everybody can pop. Exactly. That's why they like it because they can do whatever and be whoever. I want to be me and people <laughs> identically love me for me. And you can only really feel me if you see me, you know? So. Yeah. So what keeps you motivated during this time? What is keeping you motivated? 
Shit, just positive vibes, reading, and just keeping my head clear. I feel like if you got people around you who keep you grounded, you'll never be airheaded and go above your means. So I feel like I keep people around me who keep me grounded. That's all that matters. Okay. That's what's up. Now, before we get into the music that I definitely want to have in and talk about, I like to give the people, you know, just a little bit of a backstory if they're not familiar. So I'm just going to run through a few questions real quick just so people can catch up. That may be just a little okay. bit. So, so one of the first things that I love is, especially with a, a female yeah. artist, so what was the first, what's the first song you remember that like blew your mind that you knew verbatim? Like for me, it was two shorts to get up. Which is so Who Dead Is. What was yours? Who Dead Is when I was little, that was my favorite song. <laughs> Who Dead Is. I thought Whoop. it said Whoop That Ass. Whoop That Ass. Whoop That Ass. Like three years old. <laughs> now you started off in the game pretty young. I read that you really started rapping, was that the age of nine or 11? Yeah, like very young, very young, like eight, nine, yep. Mm-hmm. First rhyme you ever written? Mm -hmm. I, I used to read, like, it's not like I was an artist that wasn't recording. So I actually started recording when I was that young. And I got like an actual, I still have CDs of my music from that age. I hate it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this shit don't ever service. Huh? Wait, what did you say? I said, I'll be hoping that shit don't never surface. <laughs> like, please don't let nobody find this damn baby cast CD somewhere. <laughs> what was the first? Do you remember just as as a child? He was a baby, but he was spit. What the what the hell was you rapping about? Just whatever, like a kid supposed to be going through, damn near, like or have music where you know I'm growing up in a high school era, so I was making that type of music. I was making different type of music. Mm. I've been recording. That's why I make songs so fast. Cause I actually been like when I was coming up, I couldn't go to the studio unless I didn't curse. So that's why I can make certain records and people don't even realize I'm not cussing, but it bang. Like if you listen to Addicted to Bolo with me in school, but you might have to cuss that one time, but you probably didn't even notice it. But it's like I was strategically trained that way because the person who let me go to the studio that early on was like, you can't come here unless you memorize your reps and you wow. can't cut. So I had to memorize the vocals and then come in or I couldn't record. Wow. I mean, you had a hell of a work ethic just starting off so, so young. So we see how you are who you are today when it comes to like going to the studio and dishing out songs back to back. Yeah, I love going to the studio, man. That should be fun. It's like <laughs> it's like I can create whatever I hear in my head and that's that's beautiful to me. Like, you know, and people people love what I do, so they make it better. It's like, all right, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Yeah. I, I wanna know for you, just being a woman in, in rap, when was the first time, as we know, representation is so important. So for you, who was it that you saw on a TV screen or heard on a radio that resonated with you that was, uh, I guess, a female rapper that you was like, you know what, I can do this because she did? I mean, technically, if, it was, if I'm going off literacy, like literal per person would probably be left eye because I like TLC like, so much growing up. So it would probably be left eye, and then it would be like Missy and Kim, like right afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You said left eye. I tell people all the time when it comes to top five days, she's she's in my top five. She likes Tupac with coochie. <laughs> <laughs> like if you actually listen to her and like get into who she really is, it's like Tupac with coochie. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's funny because they were so close. They were exactly. Close I feel like they was like the male and female version of each other. That's why 
it made sense when I found out that it was a thing with them. Like, nigga, y'all the same person. <laughs> just as wild and radical and, you know, smart as you are, she's the same way. She's just as philosophical and crazy. So y'all together was damn near really imaginary in hell. So that's probably why they were working. <laughs> So true, so true. I love you some left eye. Uh, but when it comes to you just being a woman in hip-hop, in hip -hop, I want to talk to you about just your your image, which I love that you're in the, in the chair right now. Were you very image-conscious coming in and, like, seeing the women prior to how people are, like, over-sexualized? Did you have to make a point to say to yourself, I'm not doing that? Like, how involved were you initially? That's why I wear my bonnet all the time, because I was like, I, I made it a point to let you know that. You're going to see me like this when I want to be seen like this. I'm not about to be out here in six, six, seven inch trunks every day. That's not who I am. I'm not comfortable like that. I grew up with all brothers. I'd rather put on some sneakers. That's just what it is. And that's what you're going to get. If I feel like putting on a damn body and walking into the grocery store, you better respect my goddamn money. Yeah. That's just who I am, like thoroughly in and out. I'm not wearing a wig. That's just, that's not me. That's why I braided my hair. Like, I don't want to sit and make up in here for three hours in the morning. I'd rather spray shake and go. That's just who I am. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> well, just to, just to tap on that some more, because I feel like that's inspiring for women that probably struggle, you know, image-wise, coming in. It's like, oh, I have to be this. I have to be that. Um, another thing that happens so much with females in hip-hop is that initially they felt like they had to have a guy to represent them or, like, mm -hmm. a pool of dudes. And we saw it with Kim. We saw it with Bobby. Eve, you know, with the whole Rough Riders. Um, and what I like what you're doing, you on your whole independent shit. Shout out yeah. to Groundwork. Um, and we already know the, the story as far as like you and YG is concerned, so we don't have to really go into that. But just, I would love for you just to talk to the women that's, you know, out there thinking that they need a man to, to hold them down and how important it is for to be self-sufficient and to be on your entrepreneurial game. I feel like culturally, like, just the bait itself is that we're built to be hustlers. So it's like, naturally that may be comfortable for me but some people they you know so everybody not meant to be a boss some people are meant to be workers and they want to be a part of a team so that's why i kind of walk a fine line because every female may not feel like this is my role like she may feel like she need a man to mold her to be who she want to be because she don't got the schematics to get there and you know if that's her her truth and her calling walking in an when something happens to your kitchen you might say this is ludicrous but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Half an alignment for you. What's in alignment for me is that I can't be that type of person. I'm very self-sufficient. You know, I didn't grow up with no parents, so I like independency. I like to move. I want to move because nobody ever told me what to do, so I'd be damned if I signed to somebody who think they about to. So it's just different strokes with different folks. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But very well said. I, I do want to touch on that because I did see in an interview where you, you said you didn't grow up with any parents, so I, I saw that you grew up in the foster care system. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I grew up, and then my grandmother got me out. You know, my mom. You know, I always knew my mom. She, you know, we talked. It wasn't like I didn't know her, but it, like actually molded me and my characteristics and actually her being there day in and day out. It wasn't my experience until yeah. I was 15 and 16 and I moved back with her. That yeah. was that was my plight, you know, but I feel like that made me who I am. And I don't, you know, 
take it for granted, you know, and I don't hold them responsible for the decisions they made because I don't know the throughs ins and throughouts of what the fuck they went through growing up. So you you don't know, you know, what your parent is experiencing. So it's like I look at it now, I'm my age. I couldn't imagine being my age with three kids. That was her plight. So you wow. gotta give a nigga uh you know, gotta give them the benefit of the doubt. Cause it's like how would you experience that at your age right now? I damn near barely know how to still take care of myself. I don't like it. So I don't want no kids. So you feel me like you gotta bear with them. You gotta bear with them. That's very big of you. I do wanna um if you can, like how important is that, like for people that don't know? that hold on to grudges or just don't know about forgiveness. For you, if you can, just talk to me. I think you're supposed to, like, honor and learn to love and respect people for who they are once they show you who they are. Mm-hmm. And you got to protect your own energy, whatever that may be. And some people don't understand that. Like, you know, they feel like, oh, you're acting funny because you don't fuck with me. It's not that I don't fuck with you. I fuck with me. I'm protecting my peace. And that's that's what we lack self-love at. You know, a lot of people don't realize, like, you got to put yourself first whatever degree that may be it doesn't matter what relationship a person is to you are they treating you right are you feeling a certain type of love and you know connection when they fucking with you if you're not don't fuck with them mm. i'm seeing people that comments like preach yes facts only <laughs> this is so true all right let's, let's get into the music i want to get into um the uh, groundwork your first project um and i do want to know when it comes to god he made the album is there a significant meaning behind that? I mean, when I first heard it, I was like, is, is that pen um, homage to special ed? <laughs> you know, uh, who was I with? What's her name? Roxanne Shante. She was. She said the same thing to me when I met her. She was like, is it? I'm like, actually, I didn't even know about this record for real. It just was, <laughs> that's how I felt in that moment in my life. I felt liberated. I felt free. I felt like I was getting back to the core values of who I was. So I got it made, you know? This is how I picture of being at this point right now like a year ago i wasn't here i'm liberated and i'm free and i want to feel i want to feed that through the music damn there so i fed it through the talent wow shout out to roxanne shante you know this is a real hip-hop head <laughs> old schools so, did you end up listening to the record though like i ain't never heard it yeah go. no she was like it was her and um what's the old girl name debbie was way heaven Heather, they was like, you got to listen to this record. Mm-hmm. You know, I always connect with the old heads because I got an old soul. So whenever I meet the OG females, they always be like fucking with me in a different type of way. It's a different type of love. And Heather B was like, come on, you don't know. You don't know special ed, got it I'm like, no. So you got to listen to this record. And then I went and listened to it. I was like, oh, all right, all right, just laugh. All right, nigga. Like, you know, like, I'll fuck with it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, the, the older kids in the game is going to hold you accountable, especially if they believe in your talent to see something. Yeah. They're like, come on, you can't be nice, son. Yeah, no, I fuck with her and they sway differently, man. They, they, it's a different type of love with me swaying. Has to be, I fuck with them. I go sit up there and just talk shit. And I said, Shantae, too, just like, I feel like I was at my auntie house. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like you should let me know you come back, baby. I'm going to cook you some food and shit. I'm going to make sure we got you a plate. I'm like, hell yeah. Bring me the plate. <laughs> I ain't talking down shit. Besides, ain't fixed for nothing. <laughs> we love that. We love that. And it's funny because when I heard the record, because when I heard the title, I was like, wait, I, this, this reminds me of a song. As soon as I Googled it, I'm like, yep, this is it. And when mm-hmm. I but I was like, I've heard this song in soundtracks and movies. Like, mm-hmm. it was, you know, f- familiar in, in that sense. Thank um, you. Let's, let's get into the actual album. The intro, the sound effects, very reminiscent to E40. Shout out to the Bay. I guess that was <laughs> intentional, I suppose. 
you know, sometimes I feel like people think that, but it's like, you got to remember, like, this is my culture. So sometimes I'm just doing what is natural to me and my people. It ain't even a thought out, like, it got to be this. It's just that this is just what feels normal to me. Yeah. Like, I don't chase the current sound of music. I chase my region's music, and people just happen to fuck with my region's music through me. Yes. I mean, and, and listen, it makes sense. I mean, because you don't do a lot of features. So you only got a couple of joints on here, and they all scream bait. You know, because I had all the features on my other project, and then I just scrapped it because I'm like, I don't need it. That's how I always feel. I feel like it's just too much of a headache, too much of a hassle. I'm on somebody else's time. And it's like I know I'm dope by myself, and I'd rather just keep perpetuating that. And then, you know, I prefer people come to me than me come to you because if I come to you, it's on your terms. And I don't be liking that because it's like I got to chase you around, chase you around. And maybe it's an ego thing, but I don't really like to chase people. I'm not chasing you. Dang. But I know a lot of people, you know, they like, yo, we want to work with you, baby. We just wait for you to say something. Has anybody ever said that to you? Most people who want to work with me, they, they reach out. Okay. <laughs> so if I fuck with you, I want to fuck with your music shit. Like, let's do some shit. I'm going to play one of the ones that's my favorite. It's going to start off with uh, Pressure. That's one of my I, I feel that it's like a soft. <laughs> I love the wall behind you. I love myself. Hi, guys. 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 I break down some of my favorite lyrics for female rappers where they are served as mantras that I live by. And I feel like with this song, when you constantly hear, you know, I love myself, I trust myself, I don't need <laughs> that, that is real when you really have to depend on yourself. And even recently with Jada Pickett Smith, when she was talking about her entanglement issues, which I'm sure you saw, you know, yeah. she was saying, you know, I had to find loving myself like i was looking for love in different places and ultimately that's what happened when she joined forces being in a table man, with uh <laughs> <laughs> so i guess with you i wonder where were you like mentally where were you when you wrote that song like where were you at i needed to hear that for myself yeah i wrote it because it's like remember who the fuck you are and remember that you came in here 10 toes down by yourself and you don't need nobody yeah. And, and then, you know, when you get in the business, you get all these opinions. Like, I want you to make this type of music again. I want you to do this. They forget that with artists and with creators. And it's like, a bitch can't tell me shit about myself. Like, I can only do me the best way I know how. And as a human having human experiences, I'm allowed to evolve. Like, people want you to be complacent and stay who they want you to be. But it's like, the thing that, that made people love artists back in the day is because you got to grow with them. People don't want to grow with you no more. They find you one way, they want you to stay that way. It's like, I got to grow up. Like, I made a good night in the ghetto when I was 22 years old. Like, I'm not her no more, you know? Respectfully, I've evolved, so you got to get that involvement in me, and I'm no longer a woman who's drinking to have a good time all the time. I'm a woman who's a self-sufficient boss. You're going to hear that. Like, I'm trying to educate you now. I'm not trying to tell you just how to turn up. You could turn up if you feel like it, but at the same time, we're going to be bosses now. It's like college, right? We went to school for four years together. That was four years ago. Now we didn't graduate. What do you do after you graduate? You go get your job and you hustle, you become a boss. That's what we are now. Absolutely. Now we got Get Ratchet. 
producer clicked it and I was like what was that and I made him go back and I'm like we got to make like some 20 swing back that ass up shit and that's what that's how it came about because I, I a lot of people don't know I kind of co-produce everything you know I sit there with my producer I can't play but I'm gonna tell you what I hear and so you could play it so that's how that kind of came about yeah so you produce your own shit listen what you think Dave? I just don't play I don't know how to play music but I can produce it through the sounds I sonically everything comes together at once to me turns into hate because you watched me so long now you're trying to figure out why did you have these things how did you do these things you understand but you don't want to overstand you want to hate it so that's all it is i love it that's all you a real fan because you admire me so much it turned into hate oh talk about it let's see i'm just I'm ju jumping into my phase uh one eight hundred i'm horny too short so it's my toy <laughs> <laughs> Very self-explanatory, yes. But uh, one of my faves as well, like I said, Too Short was one of the first songs of the ghetto that I remember verbatim. So I, I, I love me some Too Short. Um, set it up. Feature it. The one and only Trina. So as a, a, a fan of women in hip-hop, obviously, I really love to, uh, I love when I saw you two to, together. So talk to me how that all be, came into fruition. Like, early on, like, she... She basically the first celebrity I met, honestly. That was the first celebrity I met. I met her in Oakland years ago, and we just kept a repertoire. What is that? Repertoire? What is the word? I'm using <laughs> a rapport. Well, we kept that rapport. Rapport. Yeah, that was it. Rapport. We kept a rapport. Hello? <laughs> Had to get my uh shit together real quick. But yeah, we kept a rapport, and then shit from there, that's how that, that happened. We have a natural relationship where it's like understood that it's a, a certain level of respect. I love the fact that she embraced me and it wasn't no form of insecurity with her. She, you know, was a very, 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 it was very honorable to know, like, all right, you can meet somebody you idolized and watched on TV and they could embrace you with pure love. You know, it was no negativity. And it's very rare that you get that, you know, because typically when people get older, they, they get bitter. They don't like the newcomers, the younger people, but she wasn't like that. So it, it was hella refreshing. You know, um, Minaj said the same thing about Trina as well. You said who? Nicki Minaj said the same thing about it's, Trina. She's like very loving. Like I feel like I could never disrespect her. Like she could call me a bitch. I'm like, oh, I'm probably tripping. <laughs> like, all right, what I do? Fuck it, you know? Like that type of vibe. <laughs> well, you said earlier that you usually don't reach out for the features. So did you reach out to her for this one, or was it just because you reach out for sure? Say that one more time. We definitely reached out for, for that one, yeah. It was just like, yo, this is a dope record. I think you should get her on, and she, she sent it back. It was actually during the time when her mother was perishing, so I felt like that's how I knew she really had love for a nigga, because it's like, you didn't have to do that. I wasn't expecting you once that occurred for you to even still follow through, but you did. So that's genuine love, and I love her for that. Yeah, 
Wow, I love. Thanks for sharing that. Um, now there's so many other songs that I can mention. Obviously, all of them. Shout out to the people in there. It's like talk about digits, and someone just said Black Excellence, which I really want to go to. Now <laughs> these songs aren't on the Got It app. Now, these are the songs that you came out with after the the shot, right? Yeah. Why Black Excellence? I mean, was it because of what's happening right now in in the world with the Black Lives Matter movement, or what? No, that was me on my typical strong black woman shit, and the world just happened to take a tumultuous change in the process of me supposed to release that. You feel me? I actually postponed the release for weeks because I don't want to look thirsty, like, you know, because of the climate of the world. Like, I had recorded that two, three months before it ever even came out. Oh. Video was shot, everything, and then the George Floyd situation happened, and I called my manager. I'm like, yo, people is dropping songs intentionally to get streams based upon the climate of the world. I'm not that type of person. I'm like, let's just keep pushing it back. So we pushed it back three, four weeks before we even dropped it. Because I'm the type of person that's going to read the room. I'm like, is it cool? Or it's like double dutch. I'm like, all right, nope. <laughs> all right, it's cool. All right, now I'm going to And they was like, all right, we're going to drop now. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. You want to be, you, you don't want to ride away. Away. I'm like, I hear the music, my bad. That's <laughs> no, okay. no, I'm saying, like, I feel you didn't want to come across like you're riding the way because you, you know, I'm not like that at all. Like, I'm, I'm never going to be a person that is uh, an opportunist mm. that try to take advantage of the situation. You feel me? Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's not in me at all. So it's like, if I feel like it looks thirsty or opportunisty or I'm clout chasing, I don't give a fuck about that. If you pay attention, like, I don't really do things for clout. I don't even like social media, for real. Mm-hmm. I only go to Twitter because I can just, I think a lot, I can just randomly say some crazy shit. But other than that, I don't really be chasing the fame shit. I don't like it. Mm. But just to, to stick on, like, the whole movement with the Black Lives Matter and how you're not riding that way, for a lot of people that don't know, you kind of grew up in the, in, or have okay. a, in the Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody look. do. At least if you're from Oakland or something, to some degree, one of your aunties, uncles, somebody fucked with the shits. Some type of politically strong background, you know? For me, my uncle, he was definitely like a revolutionary extraordinaire. He's very highly intellectual. He imposed a lot of his views on me, which is why I'm a very self-respecting young woman. I didn't understand what he was doing at the age that he was doing it. And, you know, the dialect that we had, I'm like three, four. He talked to me like I'm grown, like you got to be like this type of woman. You got to do this. Like incense, praying 10 times a day. He's a Muslim, so it's like his perspective was different back then. So it was like that and me watching that made me have a certain level of respect for my own woman. Because it's like, you're a queen, you're a queen. Work. You got to know your work. We need you to be a warrior for, for you to raise more kings and queens type shit. So it made my mind like expand way further than the average child, you know? Mm, dope. No, I think didn't the Black Panther movie start in Oakland, if I'm not mistaken? Because I'm yeah, correct, correct. Absolutely. Yeah, because you got Tupac, who I know, you know, is obviously very influenced by that. Started there as well. Got roots in Oakland. So that makes that makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Project Baby, talk to me about Go Crazy. I know you got a lot going on on set, so I do want you to go. But I have to talk about some of these records that you just been dropping after the EP. Like, you really serious about this shit. <laughs> you know, really, I'm, technically, I'm supposed to drop records every Friday. But like I said, it's just the climate of the world. I like to read the room, right? There's a lot going on, so I'm just like, I'm trying to get myself together before I even start, like, efficiently dropping music consistently, you know? It's a process and a learning process, and I'm learning, you know, and a project baby and go crazy was me starting to, like, stir the pot a little bit, 
as well as Black Excellence. And there's other records that are recorded that just haven't been released. Videos actually shot. I'm just trying to like, you know, plan things properly before I just throw things out. I want to actually consistently keep dropping instead of me having these breaks, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I know everybody want to know, what are you on set right now? What are you shooting for? What's the video? No! <laughs> no Bob Magazine exclusive, no Women in Hip Hop exclusive. Let me let my PR in the back. You're like, bitch, you better not <laughs> bust in my cat. <laughs> Bring your PR to the screen. We need to have a conversation. I want to know. Ah. Hey. <laughs> so it's so it's totally a secret. We're not gonna say what you're shooting for today. But it is a video. Is it a? Is it a absolutely video? a video? It's a project coming really soon. Okay. Okay. Is it on a Got It Made album or not? Okay. Okay. All right. Look, you fishing? <laughs> <laughs> Try to will it in. Okay. So just like what I like to call confessional hour, where I just ask you a few questions and you just run them off and answer to me like boom, boom, bam. You ready? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Describe the best night in the ghetto you ever had. Oh, man. This shit was crazy. So I went to a house party. I was like 12 years old, 13. The house party got shot up. It was fucking lit. We walked from in Oakland, if you know the block, so I'm in like 82nd and Dallas. I'm from High Street, so we walked from 82nd and Dallas all the way back. But in the midst of there, it's like East Mount Mall. We stopped at East Mount Mall. We stopped at East Mount Mall. It's a gangster party there. They're all the way back to the hood. It was just a great time. And then another time, me and my friends went to a function. We were like 16, 17. They shot the shit up. The bus driver's like, we ain't letting y'all on the buses. So we walking through the tunnel in Alameda all night, all type of crazy shit. It was like the purge of Oakland type shit to describe that night we had. Like it went from they shooting up the function, you seeing people shot in the stomach, walking out. So you get out the tunnel, it's another brawl. It's like bombs going off, bitches hitting niggas with flat arms. I'm like, where are you niggas like flat arms from? Like crazy. Like then we stuck because all the buses like we ain't letting y'all on the bus. And then we had to end up in the car with like my friends, auntie's boyfriend at the time. So it was like eight of us in a car. Like it was crazy. It was just the craziest night. We, I had some crazy ass endless nights in Oakland early on. That's why I be in the house so much. Cause I didn't live my fucking best life at like 11 and 10 and shit. <laughs> just out here gang banging and all type of who riding. Kamaya, that's a lot. <laughs> Them house parties used to be great. It built character, man. If you don't know how to dodge the bullet, you don't know how to survive. Oh, say that again, sis. Preach. Hey, you ain't never smelled no gunpowder. You have you really lived? Hey, everyone. It's Justin Biggs here from the Biggs versus Biggs podcast. If you're a fan of sports podcasts, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Biggs versus Biggs, a show that covers upcoming fights fight reviews, and interviews with some of boxing's brightest stars. And it's brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. As well, growing up in Detroit, it's pretty damn hard. It's the same shit. If you ain't been there and some shit that got shot up, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't lit. Woo, that was a lot. Those are some hell of a stories. But of course, I was paying homage to the best night to get off from your first uh, mixtape for a lot of people that, you know, it's like, why the hell she asked for that? Do your research. Okay. Not in the ghetto. Exactly. Um, I know people always ask what's your top five favorite female uh, rappers. I don't really want to go there with it. 
What I would like to ask, though. Yeah, one, one, Lizzie, Lauren. Kim. What, I, what I would like to know is what are your favorite female rap albums, if that makes sense. Top five that influenced you from female rappers, the albums. Both to five. Because it sounded like a West Coast album. If you listen to it and you look at how she dressed like the flannels. Brad looked like she was from the West back in the days. A lot of people didn't peep that. I like that one. Kim first album, of course. Super Duper 5 Slap. Pink Print was a great album. This Time Won't You Fucking Save Me. Um, it's not China Doll. I can't think. Because Foxy Brown, I get mixed up from the covers. One of Foxy Brown albums I used to play all the time. That her her albums. I was I, I was a CD person, so if I just see the CD, I just buy it. Was it was it was it Broken Silence? No, nah, I think it might have been China Doll. I'm not sure though. I think it was her second album. China Doll was so lit. China Doll was so lit. Do you remember a song with an album? Because I would let you know if it was China Doll. That's what she had like B Seagull on there. That's the one when she had the No One's Gonna Love You sample. Mm hmm mm hmm That's the album I'm talking about, but I don't know what album it was. Ill Nana. You got uh China. No, no, Ill Nana China. I have I have all the CDs in my car. I just get my bins roll. Okay. Them my CDs, man. <laughs> like right before I blew up, I just went through this phase where I just played all female rappers that I wanted to be inspired. So I just get in my car and ride out. Like I want to listen to all your albums. I just plug them in and just ride out. Really? Wow, that's so dope. Okay, so we had we had Missy, we had hardcore, we had uh, Funkified, uh, Pink Print, and then you said, uh, Foxy. So that's, that's, your, I'll give you those at your top five. Trina's too, but I'm not supposed to be listening to that shit for real. Trina? Yeah, I was supposed to listen, like, I know the baddest bitch song from beginning to the end at the age of 10, like, why? You should not know that. Should not fucking know that. I felt guilty listening to Trina too. I didn't, I didn't appreciate Trina until I got older, because I was like, oh, I'm old enough now to kind of talk about this shit. But when I was young, I was like, <laughs> Didn't even know what I was saying. I just knew the songs. <laughs> What's the biggest misconception about Kamaya? People think I'm mean or dumb for some fucking reason. What? I just think it's because people don't know me at all. They, they just have these assumptions of what is put out there about me because I don't defend myself. Because it's like, I'm not going to defend a lie because that makes me look guilty. I like guess the truth, right? So yeah. I tend to like play the background so people have this misconception of what type of woman I am. When really, I just be on some positive, chill, laid back shit. I don't really give too much of a fuck about what nobody's doing that's not disrespecting me, you know, or me and my tribe. Like, don't disrespect me and my tribe and we can vibe. That's it. Hmm. Do you think you just being a black woman kind of just it's easy for people to label you as me? Do you think that plays a part? You know what it is? It's like, not only am I a black woman, I'm a black woman who has a voice and I use it. So when you outspoken, it gets misconstrued as that you're aggressive. I'm not yeah. aggressive, I'm just not a pushover. And people don't like that because they're so used to having people they can walk all over. You're not finna do that with me. I don't give a fuck who you is. You be the president of the United States, suck my dick. I'm not listening to you if you make me feel some type of way and it's not the right way I'm supposed to feel. Mm, mm. Yeah, because I just I just feel like we, as black women, especially when you have a certain type of makeup, you know, it's like, oh, you look a certain way, so you're aggressive when, like you said, I'm not aggressive. What I like to combat with is say, I'm just assertive. I know. It's very assertive. I'm going to tell you what I want and how I want it. And some people don't want that because they want to tell you what you got to be and how you got to do it. 
it's not happening over here. Mm -hmm. Now we agree to compromise. That's one thing. But a lot of people don't want to compromise. It's like one way or no way. Mm -hmm. I'm reasonable. I'm I'm very reasonable with compromising. Like, you know, I'm very outspoken. So you're gonna get your diplomatic situation from me before I compromise just because I'm an asshole. I like to be diplomatic. But I'm always compromising in. Mm. Come on, not compromise. That's, that's a very good trait to have when dealing with other people outside of yourself. So that's great. Um, yeah. Collaboration. Who would it be? Right now? Now, Megan, somebody asked Megan the Stallion this question, and it was Beyonce, and lo and behold, years later, we got Savage Remix. So put it out there. Who would it be for you? I definitely would do a record with her for sure. Who wouldn't want a record with Beyonce, right? Um, I feel like I need another record with Drake, like a solo record. I just need that. Need that on in my own terms. I want to do a record with Future because I'm very toxic myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a record with Lady Gaga. Like I do. I want to do some crazy shit. Like I want to do some shit that's so left you wouldn't even think it, it got done type shit. You know? Because it's like when you look at the top ten on the radio people and a lot of these people I knew before they were in the top 10 so it's like I'm not really like all the way going to like fish for that feature because I know at any given moment if I really want to it can happen you know but I definitely want to work with Cardi Megan you know what I'm saying I fuck with Rico Nasty Dreezy my nigga I fuck with like you know them and everybody shit as long as you don't disrespect me I'm gonna do a record with you <laughs> I fuck with SZA I fuck with Summer Walker yeah 21. I fuck with the, all the thugs, every gangster rapper, NBA, all the real niggas. We got we got a lock in game. I'm just like that's just what I am. I'm I'm from the streets, so I'm a, I'm gonna relate to the streets. Yeah, listen, uh, this this wasn't a question, but this made me think of it when you said SZA, Summer Walker. Of course, I mean he's canceled for sure. Uh, R. Kelly and Jay Z, best of both worlds. Who would it be for you if you had to do one with another woman? Best of both worlds. You mean another rapper? Eve. Eve is hard. I keep forgetting to mention Eve. And Dave's love hard. I think me and Dave should do some fly shit. Okay. I know for sure me and Missy will do some crazy shit and everybody wanna see that. So for sure Missy like top five. Me and Missy. Okay, okay, okay. Um the twenty seventeen double XL freshman cover. You know, you, Cardi, uh, XX. Um, what was your most memorable moment when shooting that? What can you share about that particular moment? I'm laughing at my PR. He just he put the phone down. He she waved his hands like, God damn. And sorry, you got two, you got, you're on set. They're waiting for you right oh, now. Oh, they're waiting on you. They're waiting on you right now. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we're wrapping up. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, what was the most memorable moment? Yeah. I think it was just me, like, because I didn't know X for real. So it's just like, he come in with all these bodyguards and shit. You know, I'm like, who the fuck is this nigga? Like, ain't nobody else here got no bodyguards type shit. And then you could tell when we was doing the cover, he was doing certain shit, so he stood out. Like, it was like it was like another shot where he had like his hand down and all kind of shit that didn't make the cut. And I'm tapping Vanessa. Vanessa, I'm like, yo, baby, she's like, here's the water. Shut the fuck up. Do the shot. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I'm not into that. So I'm like, what, what are you doing? You feel me? It look like you trying to, you know, feel me? That was like the most standout moment because I'm just like, Everybody else in here just walking around getting to know each other, and this nigga come in with bodyguards. What the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, inside school. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, <laughs> lastly, 
I do want to ask you where, because earlier when I was doing my research and you just did an interview with Vlad and you talked about like, you know, the sexuality and you for the first time dating a woman. Was that something that you was hesitant to even say? Because I don't care about that type of shit. I feel like people put all this like connotation on who you love and who you love. I love who I love. I love men as much as I love bitches. Whoever fuck with me, I'm fuck with you. Let's get it. It's crazy. <laughs> What's happening? You feel me? I feel like I'm gonna miss out on. I can miss out on the great experience worried about what the next motherfucker think about who I'm fucking. So if you gonna fuck me good, let's get it cracked. That's just. <laughs> 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 it's got Bill laughing. That got Bill laughing. You know he think I'm crazy. <laughs> I love it. I did want you to uh, say something about that because I have nieces that just recently. You know, came out as bisexual, so came out as gay. And I, I believe like in that shit. I just believe, like, you got to think about it, right? If I was in college and I was fucking bitches, nobody would know it just happened, right? And I'd go on to marry men, nobody would say nothing. But the entertainment is this, the status quo wild thing when you do shit. Everybody is doing the same shit. It's just because I'm a tomboy, I'm going to get ridiculed for it. It's, the prissy bitches is more freakier than me. So it's just because of my appearance, you think that I'm just more of a this? No. These bitches is way more freaked out than I am. I'm actually a person who believes in monogamy, so nine times out of ten, I'm in a relationship. You got people out here who just out here fucking, and they fucking whoever. I'm not doing that, so don't judge me just because of my appearance, and based upon that, think I'm a certain type of way. Because I was really, like, when I first came in, I was really with a man, but people just perceived that you wasn't because of my appearance. I got all brothers. I've been a tomboy. That's just who I am. Now, when I got in the business, of course I started freaking home because they wanted to freak with me. Who gives a fuck? Well, shit happens. That's just it. That's what's up. No, I, I love your free spirit. I wish, you know, early on in hip-hop that the women were able to, to do that. Because I love to see the brat be in love. You know, I love, even though Queen Latifah never actually said anything. But, you know, it's just... It's just you, know, like, you know me, I like I said, I don't be like me. Speak on other people's situations and they yeah. time, whatever it was, will make them comfortable. Yeah. And a lot of these people, if you meet them in real life, they're, they're very shy. They're yeah. shy. They don't even want people in their business in general. So I will, they want you to know who they're loving. I, yeah. I consider myself very similar to uh, Missy or uh, Queen. I don't want you in my fucking business. But I know for a fact Queen fuck niggas. But will everybody know that? No. They just going to assume Queen Tifa is a certain type of way. She's a fucking boss bitch. She's alpha. She's going to do what she want to do and who she wants to do. So that's why I'm like, people just always have this connotation of what a woman is doing. Mm, no woman is one dimensional. I love that. Now, before you go, when it's all said and done, how would Kamaya like to be remembered? Shit, boss. That's it. <laughs> Queen of the West, damn it. <laughs> Putting off with this gangster shit. And it ain't gonna stop. We ain't bound down to no man. We're going up. We're only getting better, bigger and better from here. We had a couple bumps in the road, right? That's what happens. But I ain't getting no flat tires, so guess what? The nigga gonna keep rolling. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Little bumps in the road, but no flats. I love no that. flats. I'm rolling. I love that. Okay, well, before you go, anything you want to tell your fans, you want to tell the people what to expect, you want to let us know what you're shooting. No music coming. Two or three projects before the year is over. We're going to keep going up top of the year. We're going to keep rolling. Hopefully, this corona shit is over. We're going to get on the road. I'm going to come outside. I'm going to come out and have fun with y'all. And that's just it. We're about to go up. Big boss bitch shit all 2020, all 2021, 2022, until the day I'm fucking through, period. And we apply that what? That pressure. West side. So much, <laughs> Hello? That's what we do. I see you after Rona. AC, after Corona, okay? Yeah.
When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.